Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this wonderful spaceship Earth that we're hurtling through space, all sharing the experience. Uh, you are listening to Living Consciously. I'm your host, Monty Taylor, on the TalkingAlternative.com network, and today we have an exceptionally beautifully exciting, relevant show for you. We welcome back as our guest today, Deborah Wolf, PhD, Dr. Deborah Wolf, who is a wonderful holistic psychotherapist here in New York City and a brilliant anthropologist. She understudies how we all fit into the big picture and how the big picture is affecting us. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. Because when you look at the charts today, you can see finally, 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 we're at the very last hit of this famous Uranus square Pluto that we have been talking about for several years now on the show. It is like a giant sledgehammer hitting a boulder, trying to reduce it into a usable shape. These are the kinds of aspects you have before you have a major era of history manifest. And what it's doing is it's getting rid of the vestiges of the parameters of the stuck energy and the limitations of outmoded thinking and values. And today we're going to be talking about the generation that's going to be really bringing these values to our attention, the millennials. That is, people born 1980 and afterwards. They're coming into voting age now. <laughs> uh, it's going to be exciting. So, uh, Deborah, welcome to Living Consciously. Thank you, Mutti. It's such a pleasure to be back here. <laughs> We've just had a marvelous um, pre-production program meeting here discussing the various talking points and highlights of what we think would be most relevant to our listenership today. And we're going to be talking about the millennials, yes, because they're not suddenly a different species. They are a new stage of evolution that's taking place in global society. They're carrying the banner forward. Uh, that happens from time to time every few generations, doesn't it? All right. And where would we start? Because we've just survived Valentine's Day. I had so many tearful texts <laughs> over the weekend of people who didn't have a good Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about relationships, love, intimacy, all the things that are the most private part of an individual. Why? Because finally they're going to share themselves. And the millennials are bringing into us an entirely new dimensional perspective of what it means to, first of all, want a relationship, secondly, accommodate a relationship, and thirdly, sustain a relationship. It's very different. It's all part of human evolution. So what is your observation right now about how relationships and the timing and all of these things that are going on in people's lives uh, happening with the millennials? What are they teaching us? Do you mind if I first do a little pan of praise to Valentine's Day of and course. the reality of it? Mm -hmm. As I was walking over here, it's 10 degrees in New York City. I saw frozen rose petals. Oh, my. You know, which seemed to be a wonderful, wonderful metaphor because there is romance in the air, mm -hmm. but there's also a sense of reality. I would like to talk about, for a moment, a popular show, Blackish. The whole uh, episode was about the truth of Valentine's Day and how it's an emotionally loaded booby trap yes. for so many people. Those who have a partner find that it doesn't live up to the ideal necessarily. Those who don't have a partner feel the intensity of the day and feel judged in some way by it, which I think has to do with the whole nature of relationships. And uh, the whole show Blackish was about how Valentine's Day is a day where everything is loaded and it's very unlikely anything goes right because for all the millennials, kids in kindergarten, people older, the imprint of the ideal fairy tale, how it should be and what you deserve is terribly unrealistic. And I think for everybody to come to terms with a more real sense of what love is, who they are, who their partner is, and what they're entitled to 
within the context of this global change yes. is something I think we should look at. Yes, it's uh, life within and life without. And uh, any holiday, such as Valentine's Day, even Thanksgiving on a family level, it is a trigger for emotions, but the emotions are within, aren't they? They're not floating around out there like some free radical gas. <laughs> <laughs> the emotions are the product of our state of conditioning and expectations, whether false or realistic, of what is a relationship. The first thing I ask a client is, why do you want a relationship? What is missing from your life that a relationship you think is going to fulfill. Uh, this is the trigger for everyone. So when people experience Valentine's Day, they're looking at their relationship to relationships, aren't they? They're looking at their relationship to relationships, and it's one of the many selves. Yes. But it may be sadly disappointing or exactly. wonderfully exhilarating depending on how close it is to the symbol, the symbol systems that they've integrated. Certainly. Well, to be good, the Jungian uh, uh, forensic astrologers, for example, that just gives a language to what is. It doesn't cause anything. Did you all hear that? <laughs> it triggers things. It doesn't cause things. You see, that's the interesting thing. So people are conditioned to have certain expectations. People will develop certain expectations due to the positive and negative trials and tribulations of their childhood and their youth or whatever. So the point is when you are living consciously about who are you in a relationship, then you can start building a future. Then you can start understanding what the other person's role is in your life and what is yours in theirs. You're so good at this, Deborah. So enlighten us further. <laughs> the millennials are bringing us a new perspective of it, aren't they? The millennials are bringing us a new perspective of it. And again, it's Janice Edge. It's two-sided yes with technology which you think of the millennials you think of technology yes um, with technology there is so much more possibility for example in choosing a partner for a night uh, for a lifetime for a little while there's so much possibility in choosing a partner that the horizons are extraordinarily expanded on the other hand because of that very uh I think, unreal sense of the next one might be better. Mm -hmm. There is not necessarily, it's harder to commit. Well, the next one cannot be better unless you raise your level of consciousness when you meet them. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to attract the exact same mirror of yourself over and over in infinite disguises and shape-shifting and all of that. But it, the essential quality of the partner is not going to change or evolve unless it's a reflection of what's going on inside you. And that can take a very long time. Indeed. So our job is to put them in the fast lane. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> let them slow down. Uh, yes, that's true, because they're not seeing the scenery. You see, that's very, very true. In, in classic astrology, when you look at the seventh house of your natal chart... Whatever sign or planets happen to be there or not will be a very good indication, not of what kind of partner you're going to have. It shows you what you need in a partner. And that is a very different way to look at a candidate. Okay. Give me a concrete example. Well, for example, um, let's say a young lady who is looking for a husband or a partner, has grown up in a very hierarchical, restricted, regimented, loving family right. where spontaneity, creativity, and thinking out of the box was not a virtue. This person just might, in their chart, when you look at it, see they need the knight in shining armor. They need the Sherpa to bring them to a whole series of adventures. They need someone to take them where they've never been before. There was a wonderful song by the Mamas and the Papas back in the 70s and <laughs> Back 60s. in the day. Back in the <laughs> day. Yes. If you love her, you must take her somewhere where she's never been before. But think of the stress that puts on the person that has to take her somewhere. But maybe that's naturally them. And maybe just by being them, 
they are taking her somewhere. Right. So you're saying, uh, let's go back to the poor lady who was raised in this hierarchical, Mm -hmm. strict family. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she keeps choosing or gravitating or drawing in what? She'll keep... She'll usually get a wolf's in sheep's clothing. She'll get someone from a very strategic background that really wants to leave the family business and go and start something new or take a trip around the world and take her with him for the adventure. Or she will on the extreme, because everything is according to your level of consciousness. She might just go for broke and go with this master bohemian adventurer that just wants to throw off all of the innovative, explorative, non-structural dynamics. You see, that's what happened to the hippie generation. You know, back in the 60s, everybody was suddenly going off having free love and all of these things. Oh, everyone thought it was the end of the world. It wasn't. (laughs) No, but let's go back to patterns. Yes. What I have found, and I'm sure you have too, is ladies who have had um, been treated badly or by their fathers and they keep drawing in people who are emotionally familiar. Mm-hmm. And the living consciously has to do with evolving consciously. Yes. So that you no longer draw in that energy and you no longer think that that's all you're entitled to. Well, with young men, the same thing happens. There's that old saying, they always marry their mother. They're always looking for the same thing. I had a client once, a young woman in her 20s whose mother was an avant-garde, free-love woman who um, was married several times and never settled down and really had an established home. This young lady chose a career in banking. Not surprising. Yeah, she was looking for structure. You're always looking in the partner for what you think you don't have. Now, the mistake is when you make them responsible for providing it. What they're really doing energetically is triggering it in you. Yes. So living consciously means evolving enough so you don't need to find that lack. Right. The magical answer to your romantic pairs, prayers does not exist outside of you. That person will come along and you'll fall so in love with them because they'll trigger in you your authentic self, which they, in reverse, can relate to because everything's a two-way street, you see. So it's, it's like giving up the role model and understanding the authentic core of who we are, what we need, what we want, what do we have to offer you see this is the magic thing well please uh, dear listeners we have a wonderful show ahead of us today and we'd love your input if you'd like to give us a call the number is 877-480-4120 this is living consciously on the talkingalternative.com network you're listening to the talking alternative network What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, 
helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com And welcome back to Living Consciously to the music of beloved Maurice Ravel, who gave us that magnificent piece of music called Le Lever du Soleil, which is from Daphne and Chloe. Again, two amazing enchanted lovers. I wish that our listeners could very often just tune in during the commercial break to the conversation here in the studio, because it's just <laughs> absolutely fabulous. We've just had so many wonderful things we've been speaking about here. Which uh, we'll tell you. Yes, indeed. We're going to about <laughs> share it right now. We were just talking about how relationships are a two-way street, and people are looking at saying, I need that, as though they need the missing piece to their complete outfit. And they have to realize, wait a minute, do I fit the missing piece in that other person. And nothing's ever missing, is it? They think it is. What am I triggering in another person? What are they triggering in me? There's the alchemy. That's true, but I think we're reckoning without the human uh, gift for self-doubt. Oh, yes, yes. And the human gift for self-involvement and being scared and wondering if you can make the other person, if you can really be a true partner to the other person, or can this person be a true partner to you? Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a note sometime during this broadcast, and perhaps now, it's very important to point out that when you meet somebody, and even if you marry them, it's an ongoing work in progress. it is. And this is very, very difficult for millennials or anyone Mm -hmm. else to believe because they think, I've fallen in love, this is the person, or maybe it's not the person, maybe there's someone better, or maybe I should look on the internet, or maybe I should try something else. But sooner or later, let's assume a certain percentage end up in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Some people are not wired for that and are perfectly happy not to, but... They end up in a marriage, and then they expect to live happily ever after. Even the the millennials. (laughs) The question partly is, what are you bringing to it? Mm -hmm. How are you consciously being safe for the other person? How are you consciously developing your capacity to be an ally? How are you consciously developing a two-way street? Well... When I was a very young man, I was married very, very young, and my wife was in the hospital, and all the nurses thought we had just been married, but we'd been married many years. And they came to me, oh, we thought you had only been, this was your honeymoon, and I said, no, heavens not. Well, what's the secret of your romantic, wonderful marriage if you've been married all those years? And I said, well, marriage is not something you do to find happiness. Marriage is something you enter into in order to share happiness and create what mutually makes you happy. I don't know how I knew that. It was just maybe I'm lucky. I do have good planets in the house of marriage in my chart, you see, but that's really what marriage is. But fascinatingly enough, in astrology, the house of marriage is also the house of open enemies. Wow. (laughs) And how many times do I see people walking down the aisle, scattering rose petals with doves overhead and everything, you know, all starry-eyed, and a year later they're fighting each other in divorce court over the Rolex watch and the dog and everything else, and they become very hostile, open enemies, because they suddenly realized with the test of daily life, living it together. Much different from falling in love. Yes, yes. They saw what the scenery was backstage. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And that's quite simply, if we could only look at it with the humor to realize that marriage, love is never supposed to hurt. 
it does all the time. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yes. So much literature about how anguishing love is. That's why a rose has thorns. Admire me, don't grab me. You know, the thorns will stab you. You see, you can't own the partner. You must share with the partner, you see. Love does not mean... And that's where possessiveness comes in. That's the lower octave of the mythological Aphrodite or Venus. Because lower unevolved Aphrodite Venus consciousness in the human species manifests itself as possessiveness. These people have to own the person they love whether it be their child, their dog, their husband, whatever, their lover, they have to own the person. Instead of saying, I'm so blessed to share another life stream in the ocean of cosmic consciousness. Almighty, that takes living consciously and really being, because of course, Mm -hmm. the problem is that if you are intimate with somebody, it's very, very difficult not to feel jealous or not to feel possessive. Communication is so important. Well, here's where your genius is. You understand the many facets of every jewel that comprises the crown of our consciousness. So love has many facets to it. For example, I have a wonderful client, a talented career woman, a millennial, And once a month, she'll call me with this new, oh, I've met Mr. Wright. Well, it's happened seven times. And she's just absolutely off the deep end. And I will look and I'll say, well, you're learning about yourself through this relationship. Oh, but he doesn't call and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. I said, you're projecting upon another person to behave in a way that makes you happy instead of being happy with the way they naturally are. But what I've learned when they say, oh, but I love him. What I'm seeing, as I said, you don't know the difference between magnetism, attraction, obsession. You think that it is just something you can intellectually balance and harmonize. Well, on a higher level, yes. Yeah, I'm sure this is, uh, comprises a large segment of your, your, your clientele, I'm sure, with all the people that you help. I... Again, it's always much more complicated. Of course. It's always much more complicated. What people find, I think, is learning to be a couple, learning what when to talk to someone when not to it's a learning how to practice. communicate. Mm-hmm. But also learning to self soothe. Self soothe is so important. Mm-hmm. And when we get back talking about uh, technology, when we get back to technology an important thing is with technology, this can really cause heartbreak. Whether these people are millennials or not, the biological emotions are very, very deep. It's yes. before the neocortex was... And the expression of them in the society that they have inherited is different. Yes. It's a step upward. You know, it's wonderful, Deborah. You reminded me of this marvelous thing I love to remember. Remember the old Johnny Carson show? Well, he had this marvelous lady on that had been married 70 years. And he said, tell me, did you ever think of the divorce? And she said, absolutely never. Murder, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that was so extreme, you see. So very often there's such a fine line. What you're hating in another person is not them. It's what they're triggering in you because they're not aligning with what you think you are. And yet the actual experience is, I can't stand this person. I have to get out of here. Uh, What I usually tell my clients is, Find various of your needs somewhere else. I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about infidelity. I'm talking about have a good friend that you can talk over things. Don't expect necessarily your partner. There, again, is the sounding board or mirror. Have someone else to go to the film with. Realize that. The shared experience. Because the house that follows the house of marriage in the uh, chart is the eighth house, which is psychological rejuvenation through sharing. That takes maturity. Well, you know, what's the point of being young if you have to be old and mature? (laughs) (laughs) 
And what's the point of being old if you can't maintain the joy and expectations of youth? Now, we have a caller on line one. I believe Bill is on line one. Welcome to Living Consciously, Bill. What would you like to share with us? Well, I'm enjoying both. And I have an at normal. I'm afraid you're breaking up on us. We're having a bad connection, uh, Bill. Can you just restate the question again? Um, I'm, let me call right. Maybe we'll get it fine. Okay. Try us again. We're having technological issues. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Keep Be persistent. Right. Be persistent. All right. Okay. So to go back to it, you see the other person can't fix us. What I've learned in this long career in astrology and Jungian psychology is that the partner cannot be the source of what you think is the missing 10% in yourself. And you can't be the missing 10% of what the partner thinks is missing in them. The ideal relationship, which is a result of maturity and experience, is two fully self-realized people sharing their lives, dancing together in the cosmos this, together. This is the ideal. Yes, that's Sometimes the ideal. you have cramps. Yes, of course. Sometimes they're preoccupied. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's too much togetherness and you need to call a time out. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a way of doing it again with kindness, with consciousness. But I think you kind of have to learn how to do that. Well, then wouldn't you tell of all of our listeners that relationship is a mutual ongoing co-creation isn't it absolutely it's not something you find already fixed you know like a house that you can move right into it is something that requires constant evolution and sharing right and faith yes and faith money yes but the trick is astrology teaches us that um uh, what we're really doing, the seventh house of the partner, which of course includes marriage, but business partners and all kinds of other people, the partner is the mirror to the self as an individual. And if you stop realizing that, if you think you can be a finite way and not be open to the perpetual evolution, which is what an incarnation is all about, uh, we learn about ourselves through other people, especially through the significant other. Especially with someone you're with all the time. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So when we come back, we'll talk about some ages that your research has shown up, you know, about the age of 21, 22, 28, <laughs> etc. They're very, very significant astrologically. And our, our wonderful caller, Bill, is back on line one, and we'll join him right after the break. So please, dear listeners, if you have a question, call in at 877-480-4120. You're listening to Living Consciously on the TalkingAlternative.com network. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? 
When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, dear listeners around the globe to Living Consciously. We're joined today by Dr. Deborah Wolf, and we are having an absolutely magnificent time here exploring the adventures of understanding how we define ourselves through our important, significant other relationships. Uh, but first of all, I believe our previous caller that we had technical difficulties with uh, prior to the break is back with us. Bill, are you back on line one? Can you hear me now? Yes, hear you much better. Thank you so much. What I want to throw in the mix, and I still have echo, um, is that I think a lot of what we're experiencing with the human relationships and marriages has a lot to do with 1860s. Yes. Uh, the Equal Rights Amendment with uh, women have a choice, and we have not figured it out. And I think the millennials' marrying rate is a result of all this confusion that's happened the last 30 years, and they're scared. Of course. There's, but there's another side to this, and, it, and it's current. The, the movie Three Shades of Grey and lots of discussion on Facebook about this and I'm remembering 10 years ago I was taking a counseling course learning about how kids in junior high school were doing sexual hookups uh, and all this is taking a, a very nasty turn and it's a scary thing it's growing pains. You're right. But it's transformation. Bill, you brought up a wonderful question. I want to thank you for it. Have you finished your thought before we start to tossing it back and forth here? Well, that's enough for now. <laughs> but thank you so much. Bill, this is a treasure of a question because, as you said, you see in your perspective a lot of uh, issues today trace back to the 1960s. Well, you couldn't be more right astrologically. In the 1960s, these big societal civilization transforming planets, Uranus, innovation, and Pluto, psychological rejuvenation and transformation, were conjunct. They were in the same degree of the same sign. Now, we are in a position where, for the last two or three years, they have been squaring or challenging each other. So all of the freedom that was released in the 1960s is now being tested to see how well it's being used. And as Deborah is saying, one of the things is technology is influencing the group dynamic of the way people relate to society and to each other. And we were talking about that, Deborah, weren't we? They, they speed date now. They have Match.com. They have all of these things, which gives them the protection of a quasi-anonymity, doesn't it, when they're first meeting? 
Yes, but I think Bill raised a very good point, which is the freedom of the 60s. Those are the parents of this generation. exactly. And there was a tremendous amount, a very, very high rate of divorce. Yes. Which, frankly, right now, however, is sort of lowered. I also want to say to all of the listeners, we don't think marriage is necessarily right for everybody. We're just talking about marriage and partnership and realizing you might be better off single or having multiple relationships. Yes. So just saying that. But the parents, the 60s, the parents of the millennials, the millennials were raised with a lot of divorce and I think a lot of confusion. Mm -hmm. So that the patterns we have now are that they tend to be married later. That rather than 22, it's around 28, 26 for women, 28 for men. But a very important reason is that they feel entitled to be sequential in their lives, that they tend to want to get their education and careers and a sense of self-awareness out of the way. Mm -hmm. That's really much more characteristic. And then go to finding a partner or finding a partner and then sequentially doing the career. But because more women than men now are going to college, 52% BAs. Uh, Women tend to be professionally much more independent than they ever were, and this gives them a sense of choice, a sense of how to date, a sense of what they're looking for and what they're entitled to that simply didn't exist before. So then technology. Yes, and the priorities are different because now the freedom to have different priorities. For example, in the days of the 1930s, a woman could have a PhD from Harvard. That wasn't going to guarantee her a career. She was a woman. And family came first, and marriage came first, and all of these things, and then hopefully maybe she could have a career. But you see, now that's not the case any longer. You see, these are the transformations of society that outer planets like Uranus and Pluto cause to change and evolve. We're having a very sudden spurt of evolution right now being manifest. And remember, dear listeners, astrology never causes anything. It triggers potentials. It triggers stuck energy. So if you're having a rocky road in your relationships, that is astrology triggering within you how to align your expectations, your knowledge, and your motivation for married. I think a lot of people are married for the wrong reasons. That's why there's a high divorce rate. It's not because people are bad. It's because they will no longer conform into the society, cultural, religious dictated definition of what marriage and family used to be. And yet I think at a very deep level, people still yearn for that kind of intimacy, that kind of safety, that kind of commitment. It's a question of balance. It's a question of balance. You see, now there it is. People think that if they're successfully married, all the rest of life takes care of itself. No, it does not. And if you go have a wonderful, marvelous career, you think automatically now you're qualified to go and enjoy a marriage like it's a reward or something. No, it's still something that you have to evolve into. We were just speaking um, prior to the show, Deborah and I, about a wonderful program on uh, CBS Sunday Morning. I'll give it a plug. It's a wonderful cultural show. And they were talking about right now in China, uh, the matchmaking and the Valentine theme of the show was... uh, People are hiring these freelance interviewers to go to shopping malls in Shanghai and other places and interview candidates for their clients for a date for relationships. And then later when they said, well, why do you do this? Why do you fill out a questionnaire for someone to have a date with someone you haven't met? Or why are you hiring this interviewer to go to shopping malls and interview women or men for you for a relationship? And the answer was because my career is so important. I am so focused on my career. I do not have time for that. Exactly why people turn to the internet and dating sites. It's a screening device. It's a screening device, but it's not an accurate one. Because the 
expectation is that people are telling the truth, and yet there are ways that people are coached to seem a little more attractive, a little more witty. Of course. And what they are putting out is a very, very limited part of who they, the whole panoply of who they really are. Exactly. So that when people meet each other, sometimes there's a sense of disappointment or we're perfect on paper, but there really isn't that chemistry or, you know, one way or another, there's a disappointment because there's the inflation of what people expect, plus the sense of, well, if this doesn't work out, I'll try the next person. Yes. Well, what they're doing is they're in their own blind way of moving forward they're really realizing that when you marry someone you're marrying the entire life of the other person you are marrying their career challenges their families their families or the effects their family had upon them or the legacies or the responsibilities or the children of a previous marriage <laughs> there's so much there you are marrying the entire package you cannot cherry pick and choose just parts of a person and expect them this is where the lower octave of venus has people trying to be a certain way according to what they think they need in a partner it's just lack of awareness so many marriages are done for the wrong uh reason and so that's what it is wouldn't you agree with that I would agree with that, but I would also agree that some people never get there because no. they get addicted to mm. Tinder, for example, and the app of, oh, well, let's see who's around. Well, let's see the right. next person. And your brain actually can be addicted to that yes. so that you don't have a chance to develop a sense of self. That social media, it, you're always waiting for social media to give you a sense of what really happened. You put it out on Facebook, you wait for a reaction. Uh, it's a much different sense of who you are and sense of reality. Wow. This segment is going by so quickly. But you're absolutely right. What you said, it's an addiction to an expectation through an app or something like that. And but the expectation is based on an inflation of what is real. Wrong conditioning. Yes. Wrong expectations. Wrong complex things that are happening. So, like we said... Marriage is wonderful when properly entered into with a conscious, full awareness. Then you can understand. But most people think that marriage is the solution to a problem. And it's not. It's very often the beginning of a problem if you're entering the wrong way. Well, we do. Uh, we're running out of time so quickly, but uh, we have a caller online, too, which we will have right after the break. Please stay with us. And... Uh, what we can say is, do call in still with your questions, 877-480-4120. This is Living Consciously, and today we're joined by Dr. Deborah Wolf, and I'm your host, Monty Taylor, and this is the TalkingAlternative.com network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? 
Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back, dear listeners, to Living Consciously. We're having an exciting show, and we're in the finish line here. I can't believe we're in the last segment already. First of all, all of you wonderful listeners, get a pencil in your hand. I want you to jot down uh, a couple of pieces of information here. First of all, uh, Dr. Deborah Wolf is an amazing person. I think you should all know her. Deborah, how can people get in touch with you? Try my website, www.deb. O R A H W O L F P H D dot com. Wonderful. So Deborah Wolf PhD dot com. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful resource. And we're going to be talking about several things in this segment, such as sliding into marriage. And we're going to be talking about Cinderella and what it really is meaning and how that myth and story is evolving to match the state of consciousness we're having today. And we're also going to look down the road at the fact that the millennials are going to be having children one of these days, and we're going to see what is the potential of the way they're going to affect a society. But first of all, we've got to tell you, if you're interested in spiritual, esoteric, or New Age literature, the Quest Bookshop should be your starting place. It's an independent bookstore with an excellent selection of books, gifts, and meditation tools, often referred to as a peaceful sanctuary in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. Quest offers free meditation sessions. Yes, free. Several days a week during lunchtime and after work just when we need it the most. So see all of their events, including my upcoming lectures, on their online catalog at questbookshop.com. Located at 240 East 53rd Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenue in New York City. Uh, it's a wonderful resource with a staff that's informed and caring and competent. And when you go in or contact them, tell them Monty sent you. Now, we're going to dive into something. We actually have a caller still uh, patiently waiting for us on line two. Uh, I believe Grace. Grace, are you there? Yes, Monty. Hi, how are you? I'm Good. glad you're feeling better. Uh, how, uh, what's your uh, input today? My, my comment I'd like to make is, is that um, I'm... You know, from my observations, I'm seeing that people have unrealistic expectations about sharing the daily activities, the responsibilities, and the mundane um, aspects of, of sharing a life together and sharing responsibilities and who's going to do them. And, and I think that the millennials are coming in with, um, you know, prior expectations of their parents and how it was handled, and, and you know, they just go into partnership and and just expect that certain things will be done in a certain way, and then they end up in conflict. Also, Monty, just a quick thing. I was wondering if you had any um, thoughts on the, as the Juno placement in the astrolog astrological chart in choosing a partner. Well, Juno, of the other person's chart and where it falls in your chart, will give you a key to how amenable and accommodating that other person is going to be. Okay. That's something. So thank you for a wonderful question, yes. So, Grace, uh, uh, thank you for, again, uh, Grace. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. So, Deborah, uh, 
she brought up just what we were talking about during the break, false expectations. People enter into relationships without realizing the mundane, practical, daily, unglamorous, non-romantic, sweep-you-off-your-feet work that has to be done. I always thought that somebody should give a course in adult <clears throat> and being an adult <laughs> yes. and being in a partnership yes. because there are a lot of things that pe- just simply don't occur to people and if they knew about them and knew what their responsibilities were uh, I think that a lot of partnerships whether married or not would really be great. Monty I want to also say that you are a wonderful resource for people <laughs> planning <laughs> you know in a time in their life where they might need guidance that uh, if you don't mind talking about how to get in touch with you. Oh, yes, everybody, I'm announcing I have a new website. Write it down. www.montytaylor.com. Quite simple. And that website is going to be devoted strictly to astrology. But there's another one called www.montytaylor.tv. Ooh. <laughs> Dot today, excuse me. It's Monty Taylor dot today, not TV. Uh, it must be Monty very Taylor new. <laughs> dot today. It's, it hasn't even been launched yet. It's launching this week. And so what we're doing is that website's going to be devoted to all the other things we talk about, the psychological meaning of astrology, etc. So thank you, uh, Deborah, very much. So you can get in touch with me at MontyTaylor.com or MontyTaylor.today. But if it's for astrology, MontyTaylor.com. And so we're looking right now at you know, people enter into relationships with false expectations, thinking, you know, some people look at entering into a relationship as the losing of personal freedom. And it's the sharing of personal freedom, not the losing of personal freedom. Uh, so the, it's just the expectation, isn't it? But tell us what you were telling us earlier about, for example, even the myth of Cinderella, the fairy tale, is changing. It's starting to reflect back the new millennial perception of relationships. I think this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. There have been many uh, a kind of a quickening of different versions of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. That the Cinderella who is a passive, you know, uh, victim who's good of heart and somehow uh, her is treated very, very badly. Of course, everybody can relate to that. And then somehow the fairy godmother comes and she meets her prince and they live how ha- he sees her true self because she looks beautiful, much less like websites and uh, dating. Right. And they get married and live happily ever after. With Maleficence, with other versions of that, the prince doesn't necessarily make the cut. But with Maleficent, the film that Angelina Jolie did, it's the mother whose kiss is the kiss of true love. And Awake in Sleeping Beauty, another myth. But with uh, Cinderella's, there was a recent one in which the prince turns out to be rather a dog. And Mm -hmm. uh, though very, very handsome and charming, he can't really commit to one person. And there was a thing about Cinderella that he liked, but it didn't have much staying power. So that there's a way that Cinderella, for example, the fairy tales as depicted in popular culture reflect ambiguity, reflect that it's up to the Cinderella or the Sleeping Beauty to develop herself so that she can slay the dragon or she can deal with... There's the key. She's developing herself. Yes. (laughs) And that's the purpose of fairy tales and myths and all of these things. They are mirroring back to us our current state of confusion or clarity about any certain subject. Or evolution. Of evolution. That where you're starting is not where you're going to end up. Exactly. Exactly. So if you look at it, you know, the fairy godmother, right now a lot of people, uh, young people in their teens, they're looking at Match.com or some dating website as the fairy godmother that's, that's going to bring That's beautiful. Let's talk about the children of millennials children because of millennials. that was so they're exciting and we're them. running out of time. Yes, indeed. Well, okay, the millennials, which are the standard bearers of evolution right now, of consciousness, what it's not that they have the answers it's the fact that they're seeking for answers in a different way than we used to because society's different now they're going to have children what would you say about them 
What would you say about them? You were very excited about how the children well, if, of the millennials are changing the zeitgeist. They are really going to change the times that we live in because just look right now at um, a three-year-old child growing up with uh, parents that are millennials who are hopefully redefining marriage into being a more mutual, balanced dynamic. So these children are going to grow up feeling there's no hidden competition in the marriage like we did in previous generations. Uh, The other thing, just look at so much gay marriage now. Uh, They're going to start looking at, well, wow, obviously I know I'm not the biological product of these parents, but they're loving, amazing, beautiful beings. So they are showing me the value of love as the ingredient in co-creating something. And I think the children of millennials are going to have less emotional baggage of the same sort that previous generations dragged along with them. I think there's going to be suddenly a breaking forth from what we think of now as restrictions and barriers that the future might be looking at as a support system. (laughs) I think this is great. I think children of millennials will be raised by conscious people who are raising children consciously. Yes. So we just have to keep hoping that we are spiraling upward perpetually on the right path. So I want all of you to be soaking up what we did. It was all inspired by Valentine's Day and the fact that uh, right now we are looking at the millennials coming into their own as a dominant force in world society. They are the harbingers of the birth of a global consciousness. And we're all witnessing it. We're all so lucky to be part of it. And what I want you to all understand is you can reach Either Dr. Deborah Wolf or myself. Uh, Dr. Deborah Wolf is www.debrawolfphd.com. And you can reach Monty at montytaylor.com. www in front of both of them, of course. We do hope that you'll stay in touch with us. And um, do remember to pop in on the website for Quest Bookshop. That's a wonderful resource for all of you. So I would like to, in the meantime, as we're drawing to a close today, I can't believe the program went by so quickly. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us again. What a pleasure. You're such an asset to our programming. And we'll have many collaborative efforts in the future to share. I'm so looking forward. So, dear listeners, please um, keep tuning in. And uh, in the meantime, I want to wish you all the best. I want to always close our show by giving thanks to Sam Leibowitz, our fearless producer and owner of Talking Alternative, and to Janice Taylor, the technician for today's show. In the meantime, as you go out and journey forward on this amazing adventure called life, do live consciously. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. 
Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 